The all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped with everything you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend with your family. And that's because the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe has some great features like the available H-Track all-wheel drive, standard third-row seating, available dual wireless charging pads, and much, much more. So think about those places that you want to go, the things that you'd like to do this weekend and where the Santa Fe can take you. Learn more about the all new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. Freaking first cut. Golly. Welcome to the First Cup Podcast. I'm Rick Gaiman, and this is your round four recap for this year's Masters. Joining me to break it all down, Greg Ducharme is here. Greg, what's going on? What's going on, boys? What a what a tournament it was. Uh, it, got, it got interesting for a while. It was, it was Scotty Scheffler's day for a while. This was a, re- a really fun tournament to watch and cover. Kyle Porter coming to us from the scene of the crime. And KP, if you would have told me that Rory McIlroy would have shot a uh, Sunday 64 and Scotty Scheffler would have four putted the final green, I would not have thought we got the outcome that we eventually did. Don't don't do this. Don't do this to me off the off the jump Two two housekeeping items. One, I have not read the comments yet. I don't know if anybody's blaming me. It was my fault. Uh, that we are late. I was trying to turn out just something coherent on Scotty Scheffler. And two, I have an eye infection. I feel like Bob Costas at the 2016 Olympics. Uh, I have like, a, oh, yeah. a, a, I think it's called a sty. And so my whole right eye is infected. There could have been better weekends for that to happen. But uh, here we are. I'm, it's my flu game. I'm playing through it. I think warm compresses are your friends, Kyle. With I've time. been trying. I've been efforting. Yeah, thank you. Uh, good luck. Yes, uh, we we do have obligations before we come on and get to chat about uh, the final round. Kyle has to do writing. Sometimes we got to jump on HQ. So that's sometimes why we're a little later than normal. But gentlemen, Scotty Scheffler gets it done. Scotty Scheffler, four out of his last six. His first major championship just weeks after, Greg, he gets his first career PGA Tour victory. I mean, the ascension to not only the number one player in the world, but this run, I mean, Meteoric doesn't even begin to describe it, I feel like. No, this is a hard one to describe. And I I feel uh, so silly for not touting him more because he's just been so good. And and it's... One of those situations where the only reason you can come up with, you know, not playing a guy, not picking a guy is, well, this has to end at some point. That, yeah. That's the, that's the only reason. It's like probability. How how often is a guy going to win three of five? Oh, well, that never happens. So he's not going to win. Oh, how often is a guy going to win four of six? Oh, well, they never, nobody ever does that unless your name's Tiger Woods. So Scotty's not going to do that. It, it just, it seemed so big. before the tournament it seemed too big before the tournament and and he did it he he was he was the best player all week it was awesome to watch I loved watching him in every aspect of this major championship because it's it's a test of every aspect of your game and he passed every every test 
And the ones that he maybe maybe there were a few he didn't pass, but when he didn't pass them, another area of his game backed him up. And that's ultimately what you have to do to win on the PGA Tour, and especially in major championships, and especially at a Masters. So I, I was simply amazed by his performance this week. Greg, how good was his his uh, short game? Like his wedge, his uh, oh, greens. It's, it's phenomenal. Great. It's phenomenal. That that's why that's why he's world number one. Because it, it's he's a he's a very good ball striker, very very good, and when he when it doesn't pan out, what he can do on and around the greens is is phenomenal. He yeah. he saves himself. I mean, and it wasn't just today. Some of those shots that he hit were the the shot he hit at one from long yeah. in the green. There, that's. Stupid. You you know Kyle because you've been there. If 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 you haven't been there. And you haven't seen that first green that the little bowl the pin is in today. The whole location today, it, traditionally on Sunday, is in that little bowl, and the the mound, the the two mounds that guard it on the right hand side of the green are, uh, they're enormous. You don't you don't realize until you've seen it. it. It's it's if it was designed today, it would be looked at as as almost unfair, and so that just tells you how downhill that shot was, and the touch was flawless i was so impressed with this short game this this run kp we're gonna hear it forever heater it's a heater he's on a heater four out of six it's a heater it almost feels i i feel bad describing it that way right i mean it almost (laughs) it almost downplays it though right it's almost like that he is not a good enough player to have actually done this this is just a heater and if his four wins would have been spread out over eight months, we'd be saying, oh, my God, Scotty Scheffler is clearly the number one player in the world. Like, that's what we would be saying. Right now, we're saying this is just a hot streak. <laughs> the stat is hilarious, it's by the insane. way. If you're watching on YouTube, the stat that PGA Tour comms tweeted out, players do it four times in a PGA Tour season. That includes a WGC and a major there are one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, not ten, what, ten instances of this, and nine of them are Tiger Woods, and then Scotty Scheffler just did it. That's it. That's it's truly incredible. I I love that you said that. I, I would be fascinated to actually it, maybe producer Jacob can pull it up uh, if you can look at his career uh, strokes game on data golf. Cause I don't think his numbers, I, I, I do think he's been putting pretty well so far this year. You can't win four times without putting well, but his overall numbers haven't really changed that much. And that's why, I mean, burn the tapes, but coming into the year, we were talking about, uh, Oh, Scotty Scheffler needs to win, which sounds like just idiotic in retrospect, but it was true at the time. And I think that, you know, the stats said that he was going to, but you always need to see it to believe it because there's some stuff that, you know, stats can't measure, like keeping your cool down down the stretch on, on the second nine on Sunday. Like it, it, it's, you know, if he kicks away three more strokes on Sunday, his overall stats don't change that much, but he might lose the Masters, right? So I, I, I think that... Yes, it's unfair to call it a heater because the stats have said this was coming, but also like you have to go and do it and and he's done it and man, it was it was uh, clinical on the second nine, I thought. Uh h- hang tight there, uh Greg for one second. KP, we're getting a lot of static from your mic, bud. Can you like uh 
you know, take it out, take the cartridge out, blow on it, put it back in, do all those things. And I'll, I'll go to Greg here for uh, a second. So, um, Greg, this this could have gotten, you know, I want to go back to the short game comment because this could have gotten really tight really, really quickly because through two holes, this lead was cut to one. And the third hole was where both Cam Smith and Scotty Scheffler were down below the green, kind of in an awkward spot, and Scotty chips it in. And that could have easily been another two-shot swing there. You, I wonder if that kind of settles him down, gets him back into the mix, and then he really never looks back after that. Well, I go back to the shot at one. I think that settled him down. If you lose two, if there's a two-shot swing on the first hole, that's a big deal. And now, I mean, you've, you've played one hole and now it's a one shot lead. You got 17 to go. And, and your three shot lead that was five shots after Friday is, is all but gone. So I think that really settled him down, but you're right. The shot at three was really the moment of the tournament because now you're in this situation where it is a one shot lead and you've done all right. You you've hung in there. You made two pars on one and two. And and you're in this situation where you're going shot for shot with somebody and you come up short first. Cam Smith comes up short second, which was uh, also a big moment. And, and you chip in a shot that's hard to get up and down. And, and that's the thing where these are these moments where when you win, uh, some some things have to go your way. And and how often does that shot go in? Whether you played a, a perfect shot or not, it just doesn't go in very often. So that's part of the reason why I, I don't think it's unfair to call this a heater. But it, his baseline is still good enough to say that it's not like he's gotten lucky. And that's the difference between a heater and luck, where if somebody's just getting lucky, that's that could be looked at as a negative. He, he doesn't really have the skill, but we talked about this earlier on when he was winning other events, you know, when he first got to world number one, he, this guy is coming in four of his last six major championships have been top tens, not including this one. So it, the baseline is still very good. And, and the best players in the world have a very good baseline and they get hot every once in a while. Patrick Cantlay is one of them. He got hot at the end of last year. He went on a little heater and his world ranking goes up as a result. This is Scotty Scheffler's heater. It just happens to be a little bit better than we're used to seeing. So it, it it's not unfair to me because you just have to, you, you can't underride or, you know, uh, undersell his baseline because his underride. baseline is really good too. Yeah. You like that. You'll use that in your next article. Casey. For sure. Uh, I got, I got his numbers here. So last year, for the season, he was uh, uh, 1.25 strokes gained tee to green. Okay. So this year, not including the Masters, he is uh, 1.25 strokes gained tee to green. So, not, like, statistically, tee to green, nothing's changed. He, he, the putter is extraordinarily hot. And I, I do wonder if that's what we mean when we say a guy's on a heater. I, I think it, I think Greg's right. Like, it, it sort of, um undervalues like i think when we hear a guy's on a heater it's like oh he's just making everything it's like well no scotty's playing from this like 1.25 t to green like start which means you're gonna i mean he was how many top tens did he have last year like eight or nine or something like that which means you're gonna contend a lot and scotty actually talked about this on um saturday where he talked about like like I want to be in the final pairing. Like he, it's so, he was like, it's so hard to, he talked about how hard it is to win from not in the final pairing. 
and how um, you're just like trying so hard to put yourself in that position enough times to where you can, you know, it, it works out in your favor. And, and that's sort of what he's been doing. And then we've just seen it work in his favor so far uh, a lot in, in 2022. So let's, know. let's mine into that final pairing thing here, Greg, because he said, Scotty said something, I don't know the exact quote in Butler cabin afterwards where he wasn't really scoreboard watching. Everything was out in front of him. He had, he had Cam Smith right there uh, in his group. He knew exactly what he was up to. And he knew that if he took care of his own business, there was probably not going to be anybody who could catch him. Rory tried his best, but he knew all of it was, all of it was here. It was right out in front. And I felt like that was huge for him. He knew he didn't have to worry about roars. He didn't have to worry about anything or else going on in the golf course. When I watch Augusta national every single year, I've been huge on this all week. Strategy is so important and you can't scoreboard watch. Maybe when you get to the last four holes, if you feel like you're in the mix, um, it, you, you can adjust your strategy. Maybe 15, you're in a situation where you might lay up, but you're three back with four to go. And so you got to take a chance and go for it. But you, if you do that before then you, you, you will shoot yourself out of the tournament. You have to play. You have to. It's mandatory. You have to play the shots that the golf course requires. And that's the reason why I believe so many guys from the final group win here, because it, when you're when you're in the mix coming down the stretch, you don't have to chase. You don't have to get aggressive. You don't have to force shots. You can allow what the golf course gives you to come to you. So because of that, now especially when you have a lead, it, it's a little bit easier to say, all right, I need to hit this here. I need to hit this. You, you go through your strategy and you can wipe all that stuff away. When you're traced, when you're chasing, you feel like you got to make up ground. It, it teases you into being a little more aggressive and then you get penalized and then you realize, Oh wow, I, I didn't really have to do that. If I just, if I just hung in there a little bit longer, I'd be all right. And, and I might've had a real chance to win. So it's really about giving your getting through the first 13, 14 holes, playing it the way it's supposed to be played, and then seeing where you stand. Um, and and I think the golf course really weeds out the guys who can do that and, and the guys who have the shots to do that. It's one thing to say, oh, well, it's all about strategy. It's another to execute. And, and it's a lot easier said than done to execute. Um, cool. But... That, that's why I think ultimately what Scotty Scheffler did all week long was play the golf course the way it was supposed to be played, and he had the short game to back it up when he when he didn't execute. I don't think the planning was really an issue at, at any point in the tournament. I, I think there were a few cases, maybe 14 yesterday, he made a mental error. But other than that, he was pretty flawless mentally. And when he when he failed physically, his short game backed him up. Well, and it's it's a great golf course because it's it in this it 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 turns into a little bit of it can turn into a little bit of a snoozer when this happens, but it's a course that it's not super difficult to make pars, but if you're if you're trying to make birdie, it's really easy to make bogey or double, right? And that's the genius, absolutely that's the genius of the golf course. And it's why, like, to me, having – and Scotty talked about this, but having Ted Scott on his bag was, like, monumental coming home because it was like, okay, we're just 
especially over the last five holes, it's like, okay, we're just trying to make pars. And not that you don't want to be like, you don't want to start playing defense, but it, it's a golf course that'll kind of give you pars if you want to take them. And that's sort of what he did uh, down the stretch. So I, I know we got to get a break. I, I really want to talk about his morning and how it kind of led into what happened this afternoon. Okay, perfect tease. We're going to talk about his morning and how it led into his afternoon. But first, we're going to take a quick break and hear a word from our partners. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. And we're back. KP, I think we should talk about his morning and how it led to his afternoon. <laughs> so he, I went to his press conference. He was great. You know, he's not somebody that uh you think would be super open and gregarious or whatever but he had some great quotes and he's he's actually he was really open just about how he was feeling the time spent with his wife and all these different things and this is this was my column for for cbssports.com on sunday night but he said he woke up on sunday morning and just like couldn't stop crying i and, heard that yeah i heard that late so give us the give us the, what happened there <laughs> and so you're like Wow, that's that's interesting because in my the premise of my column is that most guys cry when they put the green jacket on, not right at the beginning of the day, right at the end of the day, not at the beginning. And he said that he was just so overwhelmed by the moment, like I'm not ready for this. I don't know if I can do like fear of success, essentially, mm -hmm. which is what we heard Shane Lowry talk about uh, at the 2019 Open Championship at Royal Portrush. He said, "I woke up." and thought, do I have what it takes to win a major championship? And Shuffler talked a lot about how, like, how special Augusta is and how it just, like, kind of, it kind of melts you. Like, it's just such a, it's such a monumental thing. It's such a big deal to win the Masters and to get to come here for the rest of, as long as you can play golf. And he said that was just so overwhelming to him. And he went to his wife, and he, like, just couldn't stop crying because he was so anxious and so, like, fearful about, like, what was going to take place. Like, I'm not ready for this. And he said his wife like prayed for him and just calmed him down and said, you know what? Like if you shoot an 80, I still love you. If you shoot, if you win the masters, I like all these different things. And, 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 you know, he, he kind of espoused being a Christian. And, he, and, and so he said that she told him and, and God loves you as well. Like it does, like winning this tournament doesn't change that. And it was just a, it was a really like, interesting insight that you don't normally get at least in a press conference like that from a champion and i thought it was uh i thought it was it was fascinating it was really interesting because you watch him on the course and this was one of the follow-ups is like he doesn't look i mean he looks pretty cool all the time right 
Right. He's like, well, on the course, it's not that bad, but off the course, it just you just start thinking about all these different things. And it made me realize just how big of a deal uh, these major championships are to to the guys that are playing in them. Uh, yeah, and he, he described how exhausted he was afterwards, Greg, which you can imagine is going to happen for a lot of these guys. But the full day of emotion, I mean, it really does to tee off at two o'clock in the afternoon with a, what was it, a three shot lead at the time is like, my God, like, I don't know, maybe, I, maybe I'd be crying in the fetal position, too. <laughs> well, I mean, a couple things. One, I find it so interesting that he went to those depths. Because you typically in his interviews and and watching him, as Kyle alluded to, he doesn't. He seems closer to goofy than kind of yeah. a silly, easygoing guy. Super cool, very normal, and you don't realize until you hear something like this what winning this tournament means. And it also brings me back to something he said earlier in the week. I can't remember which day, but I believe he was asked about, um, you know, his he, he ends up getting to his appreciation for playing. He's, you know, I don't know how long I'm going to be playing out here. I don't know how long I'm going to play on tour. He does look but, 45. So, <laughs> right? you know, he's on the back end of his career. Also, uh, so, <laughs> he's, he's made enough in the first half of the season. He can also retire as well. So, right. Not playing that long, <laughs> but think about that. It, it, when your when your attitude is, "Hey, I'm I'm playing well right now. I've always wanted to be here. I don't know how long it's going to last." To all of a sudden, you have an opportunity where you're you have a major championship on your schedule for the rest of your life, however long it is. Um, and it, that's a that's a big moment, and I can understand why you're going to go to this champions dinner every year for the rest of your life. You're only 45. Uh, it, <laughs> so many I years. Did, <laughs> I, I did. I didn't tweet this, but I thought about it. I was going to say he's the first Masters winner ever to bring the average age of the Champions Dinner up. Instead of- <laughs> <laughs> right. Tough. Tough. Uh, yeah, poor guy. Uh, poor Masters champion, Scotty Scheffler. Well, it, it was so interesting. He was talking about how, like, he's like, this was always my dream, but I never really thought it would happen. I never really thought I, he, he has, like, you see, it's weird because you see guys in that position and you're like, you got to have a ton of confidence to like be that guy. Right. But he also exudes a lot of humility, which is, it's hard to hold both of those at the same time to be humble, but also to be super confident on the golf course. And, uh, he said that in his presser, he was like, yeah, I used to wear pants and collared shirts to third grade. Cause I wanted to be a professional golfer. And he's like, I got made fun of a lot. He goes, deservedly so. <laughs> it was, uh, he's great. He's very, like, once he opened up a little, he was very likable. And uh, he's funny. Know, I, I think because of the compressed amount of time that this has happened in, I don't know if regular golf fans will even now think of him as a superstar. But, I mean, 25, four wins in a major, you're in a, in a Ryder Cup singles win over Rom, you're you're a superstar. Like, I don't, I mean, that's just, that's the way it goes. Yeah. It's phenomenal stuff. Jacob has an awesome hole-by-hole outline here, Greg, and I'm just scrolling through it. And after he chipped in on number three, the lead never got shorter than three. Uh, you know, five, or excuse me, 15, I suppose, posed the last final threat to things going awry. He 
clears the water in two. He's able to uh, make birdie there, and now it's a five-shot lead. He he four jacks on eighteen, and he could have he could have spent a couple more. I mean, it was. Uh, I don't think any back nine at Augusta National or any final five or six holes are, are easy, but he at least had himself a cushion for the entirety of it. And and again, that goes back to the strategy of it. It makes the strategy a little easier because you 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 don't. It, it's a lot easier to leave it to your putter when you know you have a lead and you don't you don't have to make the putt. And that's a really nice cushion to have. So it it helps. And I think that's a part of why it's a, a great golf course for leaders because you, you've passed a lot of the tests already. So we know you're in that position because you have the shots and, um, and, and, and it, so anyway, I, I think that's great, but what happened on the first nine for him really stuck out to me because he, he ends up shooting 34 and it, for especially early on, it felt very nervy. It felt very nervy. It it didn't, it felt like lefts were coming out. I talked earlier in the week about how it was so important for him in his golf swing. If he missed to miss right. And, and if there, there would be trouble for Scotty, if he started to see a hook come into play, which he hadn't all week until 18 on Saturday. And then seemingly most of the front nine on, on Sunday. So it was, it was worrisome, but he got it back in shape and and he hit a great tee shot at five, which was a huge tee shot for him. And then it was like back to Scotty. This is the guy that we expect to win this tournament. Uh, And, and he did, but that 34 on the front nine bogey free looks a lot more simple than it was. Uh, And and he had to scramble for that. And it was, it was beautiful to watch. Scotty Scheffler, your 2022 Masters champion. And KP, there's just, uh, I mean, there's a plethora of stats that try to put this into perspective. We t- we saw the one where it's Tiger, 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 Scotty Scheffler. Uh, he joins Ian Woosnam as just the uh, second world number one, uh, who, excuse me, to make their first start yeah. as world's number one at the Masters. Both of them would go on to win that week. Uh, he now has already the sixth, Highest earning PGA Tour season ever. We are halfway through. Yeah. I, I mean, there's just there's just so much going on. I, I, it's going to be. I mean, he's obviously the runaway player of the year, barring something outrageous happening in the final like 19 or 20 events of the year. It's just it's bonkers what he's accomplished already. Well, we've got a new we've got a new Jordan and Scotty, right? The Green Jackets, Jordan Spieth and Scotty Scheffler. Oh, that's pretty good. You like that? I do like that. Actually, um, nice. do you know that? Did you know that the the number one season most money earned in a season? Do you know who that who that could be? Well, probably Spieth since you're bringing it up. Yeah, Spieth's 2015, 12 million bucks, which wow. is which is crazy because it the prices have gone up a lot since 2015. Yeah, the, well, the actual crazy one is VJ's 2004, where he won 10.9, and uh, yeah, purses have like he won nine times. Yeah. yeah. It's outrageous. Uh, one note on that. I've got a bunch of things going on in my head, but uh, the winner's share this year, 2.7 mil, is the exact same as the total purse in 97 when Tiger won. The cat. Which I 25 thought, years ago. Yeah, 25th anniversary, and just kind of fitting that. And Scheffler talked about him. He was like, I, I swing Tiger irons. I 
wear tiger shoes. I wore a tiger shirt this week. Like he was just the influence that he's had is just stupid on, on all these. Um, the other thing is, this is the last thing I'll say about Scheffler's round, but, uh, that four putt on 18 forever answers the question that we always ask of, do you think you, (laughs) you think you could play in from here for this guy to win the tournament? Like, do you think, like if I if I told Rick, do you like I actually thought about this? Do you think you could play 16, 17, and 18 for Scheffler and win the Masters? And the answer based on this graphic right here and that four putt I saw is hell no. You couldn't. <laughs> no, I could not have. I also, but I would have if you would have asked me, okay, so if you would ask me to putt out for Scotty here, I would have said yes, but you know I would have like just but, lightning through the hands, putted it off the front of the green, and then I would have been dead after that. I'd have no chance of getting it back up. Well, I think there's a big question in this. Is Ted Scott on the bag? <laughs> it doesn't matter. <laughs> you're you're right. Probably not. You would blow. I mean, look at that. Four strokes within seven feet of the hole. I was trying to imagine just everything that's going through his. He probably couldn't even feel his body, let alone his hands. Like I, I'm watching this guy who has not missed a putt all week long miss these little shorties, and I'm like, thank God he's got himself a cushion. Well, that, uh, yeah, no kidding. I mean, that would have just been just horrific to watch. Even though Rory would have been in a green jacket, which would have been nice, but, uh. Yeah, you, nobody can ever say ever again that they would be able to finish out the Masters for somebody because this is proof that you would not. It's it would be awful. I'm I'm telling you, the game of golf is one of a kind. Of all the sports I've played, the high pressure, at least that I thought were high pressure moments. I've never been nervous when it comes to the end of a of a game. Play, like playing hockey growing up, it's, you make walk off ones. Yeah, I wouldn't be nervous if I had that swing either. No, but you, but you get when you're in sports, you you're really uh, like engaged, and adrenaline is high. It, but in golf, the, it's the most nerve wracking thing imaginable. You don't even need to be in a tournament; you could just have somebody you've never met watching you, yeah. and the nerve level the nerve levels go way up. I, I, the most nervous I've ever been in my life. I can't tell you when when exactly it is, but I know it's on a golf course. It, it is by far in a tournament golf is the most nerve wracking thing in the world. And how, and how just, intense it's crazy. How intense would that uh, fourth putt have been if it was to win the masters? Oh my God. My hands are sweating thinking about it. He, he misses the first three. And he's going <laughs> to make the fourth one. You can tell that's when, like that's when you gotta you gotta get a timeout. Like we need a timeout here, coach. Let's talk this one over. You could tell like his wife was like, uh uh-huh. like she was like still smiling, yeah, but it was through like it. Through it. <laughs> oh, it was it was great. It was it was such a this tournament freaking just always delivers. Can we do like 30 minutes on Rory now? Uh, we got to do Cam Smith first. Cam Smith, uh, Sunday, 73 out of the final pairing with Scotty Scheffler falls to T3. And really here, Greg, it all comes down to number 12 because um, Cam played well enough. He birdies 11, which is the hardest hole on the golf course. And then he does uh, what? what's the opposite of dream? You nightmare that you would do when you get to 12, which is put one into Ray's Creek and then he goes on to make a triple. 
No, I, I don't even think you'd nightmare it. I mean, that's the thing. You stand there and you say, well, it's not going to happen to me. I know it's happened to a lot of people before, but it's not going to happen to me. And that it does. And now that, you know, if you're Cam Smith and you hit that shot, you know, you go down in the history books. You're, you're going to be mentioned in three years on not only the first cut podcast, but every show that covers, you know, live from the masters and, and you're going to be mentioned on the broadcast and the shot lives in infamy. And uh, we arguably you still see it affecting Jordan Spieth. And it's a, uh, it's a ghost that is created. A, another ghost was created. Another demon was created at Augusta national today for camps uh, for camp Smith. And it, it's hard to watch, but you know, one thing I was thinking about the 17th hole at TBC Sawgrass, he went, he ends up going, pushed out a little bit, ends up landing right at the flag stick. And I wonder if, if that affected his strategy going into this hole. Hey, I pulled, I, I pulled it off at, at Sawgrass. I'm going to pull it off here. It's only 155 yards. I'm, I'm going right at it. I need to make a birdie here. And it embodies the beauty of Augusta National. It's the tease. It's the tease that you, it's right here. It's 155 yards. All you got to do is hit it right at the, that yellow flag stick on the right side of the green and don't come up short. How often do you think Camp Smith comes up short like that on a 155 yard shot? He has a nine iron, he said. Nine iron on a, a perfect lie off a tee, 15 yards short, 10 yards short. It doesn't this, happen very often. This is what Rory was talking about at the beginning of the week of playing with discipline, right? Like that's not the pin to go after. No. And you know it. Everybody knows it. I bet you if you asked him on Thursday, what are you going to do on Sunday at hole number 12? Hit it between the bunkers. Well, it's funny because he also said, Greg, that's a good point. He also said he wouldn't try to go for 15, I believe. And he changed that mid round because he was trying to press. So I yeah. wonder if it was, yeah, the moment, right? The moment affects you. And again, that's, I was saying this about Scotty earlier. You, you can't chase the leader until you get to 15. I, I believe at 15, because there's an opportunity for Eagle. You can't, it's late enough in the round. You can't, uh, but before that you will pay the price. And you might pay the price on 15 too. It just, it, it seems like it's late enough in the, you, you might be at that point where the only way you're going to win is if you do it. And when you get past 15, the opportunities to hit it in the water are pretty much gone. You're not really going to see a ball in the water at 16, especially with the traditional hole location. So it's a, it's a classic mistake. And I'm not saying that it's easy to avoid and maybe he pushed it, but this is, this is what Augusta national does to you. And it happens every year and you know it, everybody watches, everybody knows it, it and was, they still do it. it. It was like the Monstars came down after 12 and, and took it away from Cam Smith. He just, he, he just didn't have it after that KP. He was spraying it off the, off the tee. Um, you could you could sense the the moment had had moved on. Yeah, and that's what I mean. Again, like it, this is a this is a golf course thing, right? Like Greg said, like and I thought that it was kind of interesting that Rory actually followed his own advice on twelve on well specifically on twelve 
hit it to the middle of the green, two putted for par. It's just not the place to try to make up ground. He, I actually looked up his quote. He said after uh, the round that he just put a bad swing on it. So, I, I mean, who knows? I, I don't. He, he kind of put a questionable swing on the one on seventeen at TPC Sawgrass. I don't think he was aiming right at that pin. Right. Um, but yeah, it just it didn't. You know, I, I really thought early on he birdies the first two and you're like, oh, he's going to apply some real pressure here and we're going to get kind of a shootout on the second nine. And then he bogeys three, Scheffler birdies it, chips in for birdie there, which that was just as crazy of a shot as the one on one. I mean, that again, I don't know if it comes through on TV, but the like how far you are below the hole there is is stupid. Like it's it's crazy how far you're below the hole. But after that hole, nobody got within two of Scheffler the rest of the way. Not Cam, not Rory, nobody. So, yeah, it just uh, – they Cam did the thing that Rory did in 2018 to Patrick Reed where he kind of nudged him early, but he just got vaporized late. There, there's also I, I just – uh, sorry, Greg. There's also another thing where they're both in the same spot on three – and Scheffler chips in, and if I were Cam Smith, I'd be like, oh, crap, man. Like, yeah. we're playing the same shot, and I just watched you do that, which is an extra level of, oh, crap, you just chipped in on me. Yep. Did you identify your ball there? <laughs> yeah, was that your so, like, what? <laughs> That's what we needed is a rules snap. Oh, you. That oh no. No. <laughs> I just wanted to tell a quick story, and maybe you've heard it before, but about hole number 12. So... In 1948, uh, Claude Harmon. No, it, this is 1947. He Claude Harmon won in 1948. Claude Harmon makes a hole in one at number 12. Uh, ben Hogan is in his group. They're really good friends. He makes a birdie, and uh, after he picks his ball out of the hole, he says, "You know, Claude, uh, I don't think I've ever made two on that hole. What'd you make?" He said, well, I guess you didn't notice I made one. He said, oh, that's great. But the point is that Ben Hogan it has it never made it never made a two there. He, he doesn't make you don't make birdie at that hole. You yeah. you you make you make three there. Your goal is to make four threes at two. If a putt happens to fall in, a putt falls in. But if this is a tale as old as time. You it is a punishing hole. <laughs> I, you you have to hit it at the middle of the green there. And, and it's just it's so hard. Yes. I'm more concerned that Ben Hogan didn't realize his playing partner made an ace. Like that it, seems it, to be it, sounds, it sounds apocryphal. It sounds apocryphal. <laughs> well, the the point is he's so locked, so engaged in his own round, he doesn't even notice what his playing partner's doing. That's the level of focus that it takes. Do you think he's scoreboard watching? He's not even watching his his playing partner. I thought the point was you're trying to make a three. It, well, it is. There are two points. <laughs> the point of the reason that I know the story is because he Ben Hogan's so locked in. But I shifted it to the point <laughs> you got to make a three. I made a four there. That's a good. It's good. It's better Where did you get seven? Where'd you front get left? Front left uh, with the with the the far right pin, and I had to putt like through the fringe, mm-hmm. and it, it just it's impossible. You got you have to hit the middle of the green. You have to hit it right over the bunker. It's uh, a good three putt. It's still a good three putt. What'd you do at fifteen? Uh, I, I, <laughs> yeah, well, I've already told y'all that. I've seen it. All right, uh, Rory McIlroy. 
he did it. He finally did it. Not only shot the round of the day, not only shot the round of the week, he shot a 64, which ties the lowest final round in Masters history. I can't believe he did it. He did it, KP, uh, and he is still going to fall uh, three shots short of Scotty Scheffler. But this was an all-timer. Rory was having fun. They were raising the roof. It was just all out awesome. Well, I I told myself I always tell myself it, it I'm not going to get emotionally invested, and then I got emotionally invested. I thought that he was going to shoot. If it, it felt like, and I'm sure people made this analogy, it felt like Spieth in 18 when he was. You've got this the the leaders going on, and then you got Spieth just losing his mind on the other side of the course. I I walked with Rory for three holes on Sunday, and then I gave up on 18, which of course was the loudest roar that I heard on the golf course all week. I was on 13 with Scheffler and I hear across the course just explode. It sounded like an explosion. And I'm like, Oh, Rory made a three on 18, but I, I didn't know for like two more hours how it happened. The bunker shot <laughs> was insane. It, it, and first, then it got answered. It was uh, yeah, we'll talk about that. It was so Rory. Yes, Rory making this charge. And then, Kyle, when you're referencing those holes where he goes, what, four straight pars um, mm-hmm. and you're like, OK, it's it's over. Maybe he can make one more at 18. He sprays it into the bunker. I've, I'm like, OK, that's that's it to hole out from there by hitting it. What? 30, 30 feet to the right, letting it trickle down, having it drop. He has no idea how to celebrate. It is that was, just it's that perfect. was it. That was a tr- that was the word that was like David Duval in the at the ninety nine Ryder Cup. <laughs> he he like threw the club, but like whiffed it and like spun it around, and then he does he always does the two arms up in the air, which I love. It, it's a lot. He apparently again, I did not like. I've been locked in on Scheffler. Apparently, he said after his round, it was the most fun he's ever had at Augusta National or on a golf course in his life. What what was did you, did you see this quote? Yeah, so it was exactly like it was like the most fun I've ever had on a golf course or playing golf, whatever he said. Yeah, it, it, I think it's going to be really interesting. And I'll throw it to you, Greg, and you can say whatever you want on this. But I feel thank you. I feel, <laughs> well, I feel I don't feel bad for Rory McElroy, but I feel bad for this part of his legacy. If like he finally did the thing that we all like want him to do on Sunday at a Masters, and he still lost by, I mean, I thought he was going to lose by five. He still lost by three. He beat the field. I mean, what was his strokes gain for the week? Like 16, Rick? Uh, it, well, I can pull that up. But he, So he beat 90 of 91 competitors, right? Beats 99% of the field. His, by at least two. Say again? By at least two. I know. His strokes gain for the week was uh, 14.4. Okay, so that's not – I mean, that's high, but it's not extraordinary. Yeah, um, obviously at 17, and Lowry and those guys were at 12. So, But is that is, is this his legacy here where he goes and, – and that's fine if it is. It was super fun. It was – I did get emotionally invested. It was awesome. But is his legacy at Augusta National that he finally did the, the backdoor, like, I'm going to go shoot 64, and that it wasn't enough because he – Guy, go back to Thursday. He hit 12 of 14 fairways and shot a 73. I mean, he was driving it like a stallion, like Phil talks about. 
and he couldn't score. If you just just shoot a 71 there and then you're in it on Sunday, right? And it that just I don't know. It, it's it, I don't know. I got I got asked this on HQ and it was I it said uh Joe Joe Musso asked like was this frustrating or was it enjoyable? And I think it was both. It was frustrating cuz you shouldn't have shot 73 on Thursday. But it was also like one of the most fun Rory moments that we've had in the last several years at a major championship, right? It was kind of like Carnoustie in 2018, where he touched the lead late, and but then you had somebody behind him where where uh, Francesco Molinari goes on to win that tournament. So I don't know. I mean, you guys know my my feelings about Rory. I, I wish that he would win this. Um, it kind of feels like this was the way that it would happen if it ever does. But I don't know. What do you think, Craig? Well, I I don't think coming into the day he is expecting to have a chance to win. So I, I that is I, I take that with a grain of salt. Um, that what happened here with a grain of salt. I, I don't think this was a high pressure round. And and the thing that still concerns me that he still has to prove he has to prove me wrong on is that he can handle the really high pressure round, whether that's round one or round four. It's one of those two rounds that that seems to get him. Uh, his his scoring record on Sunday is really quite good at Augusta National. He shot eighty in in two thousand eleven. We remember that, uh, and he shot seventy six in two thousand twelve. Two thousand eighteen, he was in the mix. He shot seventy four. Every other number is in is is under par. So he, he shot 80, 76, and 74, and his all-time Sunday scoring average is still 70.42. So I mean, he plays really well on Sundays. But what I took from the week from Rory, th- this day was great, but I, I hope he takes this from the week too. He executed his strategy that you talked about yeah. heading into the week, Kyle. He did. Yeah. He did it on Thursday. He did it on Friday. He did it on Saturday. And uh, on Sunday, the magic happened. And if, if he can continue to play that way and not shoot himself out of the tournament, which it, this week he shot himself out of the tournament with a, a couple of miss, short missed putts. I mean, he had four putts inside of six feet on just Thursday that he missed. And he missed another one today on, do on two. Don't do this. <laughs> so, I mean, that you can start to count him up and add him that way. I, I just, I think 2014, Rory. It isn't missing those putts. He's really locked in inside of 10 feet. But my hope is now Rory can look at this and say, all right, I've got to clean up inside of 10 feet. If I if I clean up my putting inside of 10 feet, I'll win. I'll, I'll win, and I'll win a lot. I mean, in, at Kiowa Island, he led the field in scrambling that week. And it wasn't just because of short game. It wasn't because of chipping and pitching. He made everything. If you were rooting against Rory, then you don't forget. You remember all those six and eight footers he made when if if he was going to give you a chance to if he was going to give you a chance for somebody else to come back. He didn't because he made all those putts Uh, this week. And and this has been going on for a long time now. He's missed them. But I loved what he did with his strategy. I loved the way he hit the ball, even with his irons. I mean, there are some wedges and short irons he missed, no question. But it, it was enough. It was really enough. He did everything he, he needed to do to win from tee to green. And that's a welcome sign. I, I have very high expectations for Rory for the rest of this year. The question is, when we come here to this event, is he going to be able to handle the... Did, did this week change 
the pressures that he's going to feel every time he comes here and every time he has since 2011. Yeah. Sorry. He led the field from T to green better than Scheffler. Yeah. Yeah. And off the T. No. Uh, Okay. David asked where this ranks as far as Rory's best rounds. I have all of his, all of his worldwide rounds, 943 of them in my database. Any guesses on where this kind of fits in? Well, I would guess around the green. It's first. Uh, probably is. Well, I would say like fifth. He had a couple of quail hollows in there that were like nine or 10 strokes gain. You're good, Kyle. Yeah. So it is uh, not all 943 of those rounds are measured, but of the measured rounds, this is by far his best around the green uh, rounds. It's his 11th best rounds ever round four at the 2010 quail hollow championship. Uh, that was its name then 10.7. He also had round three at the Wells Fargo uh, in 2015, 10.16. So it's yeah. 11th best round. In 943. I think he had one at the Deutsche Bank one year that was just filthy also, like third third or fourth round where he shot 61. Was that TPC Boston? Yeah. He's had some good ones there. I don't see that one. RBC Canadian, 2011 Ooh, US Open. Yeah. Some good ones. He has also got like, he scorched the field at Dubai one round. Yeah, it's just, he's got some good ones. He's got some good ones. Um, yeah. I, yeah. I, I don't know. I, I, I just, I want to see him win it. And you know, it, it, it's, you've only got what six or seven chances. Like real, like, I don't know. He could win it in his forties, I guess, but that seems kind of unrealistic. I mean, you, you, you're looking at like the, the, uh, the chances of him winning, like the chances that he has to win are diminishing. And this, this Sunday felt it, I mean, it was you get these rounds from him sometimes, but then he'll fade late, right? Like he'll make a right. he'll make a two bogeys late, or he'll make a double or, or something. It's rare to get a bogey free one like that at sixty four, with the tournament starting to be on the line. But you do wonder, like, if he shoots sixty nine on Thursday, then all of a sudden you're teeing off in the second to last group instead of the tenth or the whatever, whatever he was. Do you shoot 64 from that position? Can you shoot 64 from that position? I don't know. It's this felt like the way he was going to win it, but he needed Scheffler to pull a Rory from 2011 <laughs> for him to do so, which would have been pretty coincidental. The round of the day, obviously, Rory's 64. The next best round, a 67 shot by both Will Zalatoris and Rory McElroy's playing partner. Colin Morikawa and Greg, that was highlighted by both of them holding out from the greenside bunker on 18. It's fist pumps all around. Two good, two good guys, one from Europe, one from America, getting along like old chums at Augusta National. It was just splendid. Yeah, those two, that was a fun group today. I mean, it, it was the group of the day, no question. And they created the roars. And a lot of this tournament, no pun intended, but a lot of this tournament was really challenging. And there weren't a lot of great birdie moments. Uh, and and this group gave you that back and forth. You just, I wish it was in the last group. If that was the last oh. group, it would have been absolutely insane. But um, to see them go back and forth and answer answer each other at, um, you know, like seven 
Morikawa stuffs it in there. Rory hits it a little long and then holds the putt. And it, there, there were so many moments of them going back and forth, which was really cool to see. And the bunker shot Morikawa holds on 18 is unimaginable. I mean, I, I, I'm not Kyle. Did you hear a second roar? Did what was this? What was the second one like? Uh, I did not. Hold it's on. surprising. I'm trying to figure out what their uh, what their best ball score was. What I saw was a 61, but okay. don't worry on that. That that's looking right. Because they both made, yeah. You gotta you gotta you gotta you gotta spread out those birdies on 18, boys, for a real yeah. good. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. They didn't ham an egg too well, <laughs> right? But they exactly. both played great. Yeah, awesome stuff, uh, gents. We got to talk about Tiger Woods because he's given us a verbal commitment to another golf tournament. We're going to talk about that. We'll recap all our odds and ends, but first we're going to take a quick break and hear a word from our partners. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. And we're back. Tiger Woods goes 78-78 on the weekend. Finishes solo 47th in his first competitive action since the 2020 masters kp i believe you either tweeted about this or mentioned it somewhere um that little you know hitch that we saw kind of earlier in the week was a full-on limp by the time we got to sunday yeah and, and this was um this was what i thought coming into the week like i i think people got really obviously ex- excited and deservedly so at the beginning of the week which there was some talk on today that like Monday was the most exciting day of this week, which was kind of like weird to look back on. Cause there wasn't, it wasn't really that close on the weekend with Scheffler. Um, so people got excited that he was playing and then people got more excited and deservedly. So when he shoots 71 on Thursday, cause you're like, he beat eight of the top 12 players in the world and whatever, 80 guys in this field. Like, wait a second. But the issue and and to his credit, like he hit the ball pretty decently. Like it wasn't like world class, but from not having played in seventeen months, pretty impressive, right? From T to green, phenomenal. Uh, I, and- I think I think the first cut crew assessed this beautifully. That he could come out, he could make the cut, he could fade on the weekend, he'd make some sloppy stuff, which is kind of what he did. And all in all, you got to feel pretty optimistic. So. What happened on the weekend is just that the leg becomes like so problematic. I mean, again, I don't know how it came through on TV, but walking with him, you're like, he is like, it felt like, um, it, it just, it felt like such a problem. 
and it felt very prominent like oh he is he's just like out there like hobbling around i mean if i kept thinking about like hogan in 52 or whenever it was like is this what hogan looked like because this is this is dire like this is not good and you can't i mean i i just i think my question guys is like is that something that's gonna get better over time i mean i, I think it gets like maybe marginally better but do we expect him? It's not like he's going to be like full capacity at any point. So I just I, I don't know what the path to like winning is, I guess, because well, you're not going to play enough to play your way into like, you know, tournament shape in terms of the ball striking because your leg can't handle it. I, and I'll end it by saying this. And this is what I wrote about him. His desire to compete which to him has always been synonymous with winning, but now is not because his gifts are diminished is extraordinary. I mean, it's, I've never seen anything like it. Just his, 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 you know, in this like track man era where everybody's like, Oh, my swings got to look good. He just like has nothing and he just goes and competes. And I think that is just freaking admirable. I think it's and say whatever you want about tiger and like, whether you like him or don't like him, I love, and Scheffler has some of this in him. I love his desire to just go and compete and to try to be the best that he can in any given event or on any given day. And I think that's a lot of what we saw this week. And I think it's worthy of celebration, just as we talked about coming into the week. Yeah, he was, uh, there, there's so much. I feel like after the round was the fastest I've, I've, I saw him walk all week and it looked like he was just walking as fast as he could to get inside and sit down. It's like, it's what he was, is what he was trying to, to trying to do and to, uh, to circle back on one of those points, KP, he mentioned, um, you know, the range of motion, probably not going to get better. The leg strength will, the leg will get stronger. There will make improvements there. I don't know if that helps with the limp and the hitch and all that stuff, but he does believe there's still a lot of progress to make, be made. He's still very much in active rehabilitation. So we'll see about and, that. And that'll help with the pain. Right. And that'll which, help. Which is a key factor. And like you look at all the three putts on Saturday and a lot of that is a lot of that's mental, right? A lot of that is how much can you actually withstand? And, and then you know, you hit yourself into some bad putts and all that stuff. But I think as the pain level goes down, the limp will matter less in a way. But I just yeah, wanted I, to, to um I just don't like you throw in the back also and it's like what are like how how many like not to be a downer here, but like how many events do we have left in, in the body? You know? It's a very fair question. Well, at least one more according to Tiger Woods, because he told Sky Sports uh, about the Open Championship. St. Andrews, yeah, I'm not going to miss that one. That's my favorite golf course on earth, Greg. He's not going to miss it. Now, he was a bit noncommittal about the PGA Championship, which is at Southern Hills in 39 days, but we've talked about this ad nauseum, trying to predict Tiger's comeback. Flat, easy walk around St. Andrews. Uh, Tiger has already told us he will be there. And we expected this kind of at the beginning of the year when we saw him at the PNC. This is the common, and I was in this camp too. Augusta National is too hard of a walk and too close. And so St. Andrews makes a lot of sense. He can get kind of close to fully rehabilitated and, and go play his favorite golf course. And maybe that's a good opportunity for him to compete. I don't 
I don't think we understand. I, I know we don't understand what it takes for him every day. Um, what what this these four days and really probably two weeks have been like in the moments we haven't seen him is unimaginable. In order for him to play at ten fifty this morning, after after having a one one o'clock tea time Saturday, it, I I don't know how he slept with the with the ice baths and the rehab and the cooling down and warming up and massaging and well I mean who who knows what he has to go through but like when when he rushes to go sit down the pain doesn't go away but this is constant and so this this speaks to what Kyle talked about with his love to compete it's it, it's a burning desire that he walked through fire for it, it it's um, it, it's an amazing, admirable thing. And I'm one where Tiger Woods is the reason I'm here. He's the reason I got into the game of golf and he's a hero of mine. And I've always believed you got to hold your heroes in, in high in, to a high standard. And he has overcome all the mistakes he's made that, that I, I think, and I, I mean, who knows, maybe the crash is one of the mistakes too. I, I don't know what, I don't know what happened there, but he has made a lot of mistakes that really bothered me. But what he did this week and what he's done constantly when he made after what he did after he made a 10 at Augusta National the last time at hole number 12, what he did at the U.S. Open after starting what four or six over par through I think it was four over through six holes, played six under the rest of the way in his for a guy who only cares about winning, who said, I I, I play every tournament I get in to win and I don't care about second what he does through the finish line, no matter what finishing position he comes in, is unbelievable. And he he's done it through his whole career. He never has let up. And I I have nothing but admiration for that. And I aspire to be like that. But I, I know that I, I never will. It's unbelievable what he's done. Tiger Woods committing to the Open Championship, uh, non-committal about Southern Hills. We'll see. We'll see about that, PJ. Who can, who can contend at the open? Oh, I can't really. That's I'll that uh, before the crash, as he was in his 40s, that was like the open championship was always one of the better spots for him because it's like creativity and you get to play the ball on the ground if you want to. And it's just a it's a thinking man's major. <laughs> <laughs> the old thinking man's major. <laughs> Right. They should I, rebrand it. They should pay me a million bucks for that. I was uh, I was bearish on him coming in. You guys know that. I said it on here. I said it on HQ. I got just torched for it, which is fine. That's part of the deal. Part of the I deal. am bullish on him at the open already. Like I think he can legit. Like I don't I don't know if he can win, but I think he can legit contend there. I really really do. Uh, let me. Open. We're a little far away to t- say whether he can contend or not. I, There's I, a lot of time between now and then. I don't care. I'm calling my shot right now. He should, <laughs> I don't think he's going to play the PGA. That's so soon. And it, Southern Hills is not like, you know, it, it's not Augusta, but it's not. It's not an easy walk. So the I, I just. The only good I, thing about it is it's probably going to be hot in Tulsa. That's probably the only positive. I I think it's I think it's too soon as well. I don't know if we'll play. Yeah. Uh, let's open the floor up. Any other takeaways, comments? I've got two quick ones here. Um, Colin Morikawa uh, just checked off the Masters with a top 10. Now top 10s in all four major championships, obviously two victories. And then going along with that, 
Uh, maybe Will Zalatoris is the big game hunter that he that he told us that he was, right? Didn't he say he's like a major championship player, adds another top 10 there. That's now four of his last six, I believe. These guys are good. He's yeah, impressive. I, I was going to say Zalatoris. Uh, he, does he have his card yet? He did get his card, right? <laughs> he did. He did. He's good for all. Uh but he's been he's gotten into the masters by uh what top four at the you know top eight at the US Open. And now he's in next year because he was in the top 12 this year. So he just keeps yeah, maybe he is a big game hunter. I want to give a shout out to um Minwoo Lee, just an all-time like amazing. Just, I mean, he flew too close to the sun. I mean, he yes. goes out and goes out in 30 and just Bur- I don't know what he finished at, but I saw it going really poorly there for a while. Yeah, so he, he shot a 70, two under, uh, made birdie on 17. But yeah, he he made the turn, looked at a, looked at the leaderboard and went, oh my God, what am I doing? 30-40. <laughs> That's the reverse Tiger. Yeah. R- routine 70. Tiger went 40-30 in 97. Uh, Shane Lowry. Oh, I'm glad you said that, Kyle. I wonder if he's got another major in him. You know, there's there's going to be – we talked about this a lot. There's going to be so many guys, uh, Justin Rose, Adam Scott, Webb, Jason Day, that end their careers with one major. And if you get out of that club, if you get into the two range, like somebody like Lowry could, man, that's that's a big deal. That would be super impressive. So I thought he was great all week. He just – I mean, everybody had the same problem, with, and his, his name was Scotty Shuffler. What do you got, Greg? Justin Th- uh, Justin Thomas, I thought, was going to make a run. Went out in 34, yeah. played 10, 11, and 12 at four over, but birdied 14, 15, and 16 before giving one back at 18. This guy is just a roller coaster. He has uh, he has ghosts at Augusta National, and it's not hole number 12. It's hole 13. I mean, I'll, I'm, I don't even want to really go down this path, but he, in his last three masters has played 13 two over par and he's only made two birdies and he continues to hit driver and i mean there these are one putt he's making one putt pars every time on this hole if he's going to win a masters he has to figure out a strategy to play hole number 13 and i'd like to think it's a three wood off the tee um maybe he's got to hit an iron but he did exactly what he did last year. And I touted him this year because I thought he would learn from that and do something different. But it was left on Saturday into the, into the tributary before the before even the pine trees and right on Sunday. And it, it's like the same thing over and over again. It's left and right and left and right. And he's got the wrong club in his hands. Um, so I it really bothers me. He's got to learn. He's got to learn that. Yeah, he's got to learn how to play that hole. Jacob's clicking through his round by round. It's literally he's either wet or in the mulch in the pine. He takes a penalty on his first shot or his second shot. (laughs) His first shot or his second shot. I mean, it's out of control. I was. Greg's worked up about JT playing the 13th. I am because I pick him every year here. He's going to figure out 13 this year. I'm kind of worked up. I'm kind of worked up about two things. One, the 15th hole. uh, It wasn't great. Like, 
Well, that's my favorite second shot on the golf course. And we didn't, we just didn't see it a lot. I, I don't, I don't know how many guys went for it on Sunday. I wasn't, I was out on the course for most of it and I only saw, you know, a handful of guys. Um, it, it, it just, it used to be super exciting. No Eagles there this year. I know a lot of that was the wind. I'm willing to like give a pass for at least some of that, you know, the first three days. But uh, I just it didn't it didn't pop like he like I didn't when 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 Scheffler um, was playing 13 and I was like, oh, Rory is like kind of in this. Maybe he pars 13 and you're like, man, if he if he bogeys 14, all of a sudden 15 is no longer like 15 seems like a really difficult hole now, which is fine. But I liked it when it wasn't a very difficult hole. It was still, I mean, it was still difficult, but you know what I'm saying. Like, it wasn't as difficult as, as it is now. So I, that was different. I didn't love it. And then the other thing is we talked about this 64, like, does this free Rory up the Masters? I don't know. But I, I think that when you say that's the most fun I've ever had on a golf course, that makes me excited about, like, your next major round, your next, your next major championship, right? PGA, U.S. Open. He's, he's played well at, at uh, you know, he played well at Torrey last year. I want, like, you want to see him, like, leading by three on or two on a Saturday night because I think that brings a lot of juice into a Sunday of, like, hey, is Rory going to get his fifth? It, forget the Masters. It can be there or not be there. But I'm excited to see what happens at Southern Hills and, uh, and Brookline later this year. Roy McElroy, uh, straight vibing. RM straight vibing, hopefully, the rest of the way. I can do our best bets recap here, and I can tell you, two of us had matchups over Scotty Scheffler. Those didn't go so hot. Uh, two of us also had Adam Scott over Joaquin Neiman. Did not go so hot. But we did get, let's see, oh, Coach. Coach had Cam Smith top 10 gents and obviously picked uh, Cam Smith to as, as his one-and-done selection. And he's still going to probably make out like a bandit on us when we get to the, the one and done in a second. But man, he probably had some million dollar dreams uh, as the, as this thing was starting to play out. Yeah. Uh, by the way, I did a draft with my kids, with our family. Mm-hmm. I had JT, Rory, Zalatoris, and Shane Lowry on my team. Wow. I just, I mean, <laughs> I just wiped the floor with my eight year old and nine year old. <laughs> Feel like a big man, Kyle. Feeling good do you about do that when you play sports with them. That's I what you do in like wiffle ball in the backyard, too, right? For sure. I feel great. Uh, Jacob had Justin Thomas over John Rom. That paid and KP done it again. Tiger Woods to make the cut plus 110. Cash it, buddy. Yeah. Tiger was he that was the best bet. That was so it, good. It's what we thought. It was good enough early and then not very, not great late. Because of the leg. Yes. Yes. That's exactly right. All right. One and done. So a bit of movement here. Huge payouts, obviously. Um, The one, two, three, four, four of us that went with Justin Thomas, the fans, Greg, myself, and Kyle got $450,000 from Justin Thomas. Sia and Mark got $330,000 from Dustin Johnson. Jacob took the goose egg from Brooks A, $0, and Cam Smith... Got coach eight hundred and seventy thousand. So the big move here is that coach leapfrogs Jacob and is now in second behind 
mark. That's the big move. Yeah. Yeah, I guess this all worked out all right. Um, <laughs> I just can't, I can't believe there's not one world number one Scotty Scheffler at the Masters here. How many of us have Scotty Scheffler on left to play? Oh, like all of us? I'm yeah, sure. well, I mean, this is, I, I had this thought driving home tonight. Like, I, why do I have Scotty Scheffler still in my arsenal? What am I waiting? What, 10 what million was I waiting and uh, let's see. Oh, no, we've used him. Let's see. Okay. <laughs> God, this is so bad. Uh, Kyle, you used him a, a, a year. Okay, he's got four wins, 10 million bucks. Okay, you used him and got 55,000. <laughs> Mark and I used him and got 16,000. Oh, horrendous. Jacob actually got uh, 667 out of him in Houston. And coach used him and got fifty five thousand, and the fans actually used him and got the full on two point one. I think I used him at the American Express, which was just perfect. I got I, I used him this year and got whatever. Yeah, you used him during the twenty twenty two. It still didn't get it. <laughs> I I used him for the Houston Open, and I think he came in second there. And I thought that was a ceiling a ceiling week for him. So <laughs> honestly, honestly, hands up, I was burn, very wrong. So burn the my tape. apologies, my apologies, Mister Scheffler. Burn all the tapes. Is this the halfway point? We're halfway through the year now, right? I thought you I thought you were saying halfway through the podcast. I was like, wow, we. I, I mean, <laughs> maybe. Uh, especially for you guys who are uh, on the East Coast, you're you're doing you're doing late duty, which is much appreciated. Um, any final thoughts before we get out of here? Have we emptied the emptied the tank? I think so. It's a great Masters. It's the best. I'm not in a bathroom for all the people that were wondering. I'm in a. Yeah, just, just tell us what this is. It's like a podcasting room. It's a podcast room at Augusta National. Um, it's it's great. It's soundproof it's it's awesome i've got all kinds i've got everything i need in here um, how, how many of those rooms are there because it looks small it looks like it's like you know 40 square feet or something yeah i think there's like is five, there a bathroom in there five or six. <laughs> no there's not <laughs> there's like five or six of them uh it was, a, it was a weird masters i just got to say that like it was again monday was electric and then it was cold and then it was hot and then it was windy and then it was hot again it was just there was a ton going on. Shuffler's a great champ, though. Rory gave us so many great moments on Sunday. And uh, it was a, it was as weird as it was, I think, ultimately, as they always are, it was incredibly memorable as well. Okay. Well, I'm going to declare it RBC Heritage Week, which I don't think is nearly as exciting as declaring it Masters Week. But, hey, I must declare. It's a good field. It's actually a great field. Thank you. Yeah. It's, a, it's a great field. Morikawa can't lay JT uh, answers in it. It's it's good. It's almost minus Scotty Scheffler and Tiger Woods Masters 2.0. There you go. Just run this back. Okay. If if oh god, I shouldn't do this. If we gave Rory X number of more holes, he would have won. What's the number? <laughs> <laughs> well, it's hard because does Scheffler still four putt 18 if there's 10 more holes? <laughs> I don't know. This is a fantasy timeline I'm giving. You tell me. I don't know. Uh, I think if Rory had 81. So lot, he needs a lot more. So you're saying 81 more or 81 total? 81 more. Get, that's, what are you that's, talking a, about? that's a weird number. 
Yeah, I know. I've just made it up. It's a lot. It, like, because <laughs> Scotty's going to keep doing what he's doing. Uh, Rory's going to cool off before Scotty does. Wow. I think that, I unfortunately think that's right. Scott, uh, 81 is the final answer. <laughs> Rory chipped in, what, three times today? Yeah, that's that's yeah, that's crazy. what we don't want to talk about. We don't we don't want to talk about like the uh the how he did it. Yeah. But the way he played 13 was just <laughs> just incredible. It yeah. was so good. JT needs to watch the tape. <laughs> that was another thing. That was another thing that hurt the Morikawa Rory best ball is that they both made eagle on 13. Yes. Which is, you got to they got to figure that out. They they could have ham and egged like a fifty-seven. If yes, they, if they they're played. not they're not playing the Zurich together. Uh, who is more cow? More cow and Holland. Yeah, Holland. yeah young gonna, Rory. They're going to be even. They're going to be even money in that field. Yeah, they're going to be. That's that's nasty. Okay, maybe we get Tiger KT. Monday DFS preview, Tuesday mega preview pod, round by round recaps after each and every round because the first cup podcast train rolls on. But for now, big thanks to producer Jacob. Does all the hard work behind the scenes. Greg Ducharme is available on Twitter at the Real GFD. Kyle Porter can be found at Kyle Porter CBS, and you can find me at Rick Run Good. This has been the first cut, and we'll catch you next time. From producers Matt Damon and Ben Affleck, explore how art and music sustained hope during the siege of Sarajevo, thanks in part to humanitarians and the band U2. Kiss the Future, new documentary now streaming exclusively on Paramount+. Plus. Go to Paramount Plus to try it free. Terms apply.